Welcome to the dark side of therapy. Tonight is probably the most unique episode we'll ever do because I've got Jennifer Hinch Woodworth with me tonight and we graduated together back in 94, which scary enough is almost 30 years. And I've kept in touch with almost nobody, but we've been Facebook friends for a long time and really, really good kindred soul. Um, I remember back in the day, I loaned her my Journey Greatest Hits tape. I don't know if she remembers that, but uh, you know, it's like the stuff you remember, right? Brings us together. So Jennifer, I'm just honored to have you on the show. And because again, we are kindred spirits, uh, you know, back in the Oregon days, it's great to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm You're welcome. You're, you're a Halloween fan. I mean, I, I know this about you. It's your favorite holiday, too. And I think I told you before, when I go into Spirit Halloween, I want to buy everything. Oh, yes. Got to keep the card at home. You, you know what that's like. Yep. So, so do you have a favorite horror movie slash Halloween movie? Can you narrow it down to one or two? Um, well, one called Ghost Ship is probably one of my favorite ones. And uh -huh. an older one called Doomsday with Rena Matra. A lot of people have never heard of that one. That one was a pretty good one. And I am... I know it vaguely. Yeah. A Resident Evil diehard, the whole series. <laughs> so, so what if I throw in there, like, The Shining? Where do, you, where do you stand with that one? Oh, I love The Shining. Jack Nicholson okay. was awesome. All right. That, I agree. And I'm talking about the 1981, so oh, just yes, so we're clear. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. I, I put... I put the original Poltergeist up there. Some some people may not, but I, I will. And then I'll finish off with The Exorcist because that's one of my other favorites. Yes, gotta love The Exorcist. <laughs> okay, I so I, I'm glad. Go ahead, yeah. They put that out in the re theaters quite a few years ago as a re-release. And that was, I was a first in line in the back row with my popcorn ready to watch that one. <laughs> Seriously? I yep. had no idea that, that they re-released it. It was like a two-day thing around a weekend type thing. It was just uh, like a 30th or 40th or ever how long it's been anniversary. Okay. They, they've they done the same thing with like um, Return of the Jedi. It's, I think it's, it either came out or it's coming back in a couple days. Actually, like I missed it. Uh, but they'll do that with certain movies. I just never knew it that they did it with um, with that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is really, really impressive. So we're going to get a little bit vulnerable tonight and, uh, you and I are prepared for this. And I, and I said to you that I'll, I'll kind of take the lead on that, but, um, my high school experience, and I don't know if you and I in high school ever talked about our experiences per se, but the first two years for me were, were okay. It's really when I got to my junior year that my depression kicked in and I really didn't want to be there anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think I went probably about half the year. I remember I had missed so many days, Jennifer, that my mom got a letter to the bail and said, you know, if he misses any more days, you're going to have to re-enroll him. And it's like, oh shit, well, that's not a good thing. And I think at that point, she really didn't know what to do with me because it wasn't like it is now where we have mental health in the schools so pre predominantly. And, I, and I've worked in a school and I've been a school-based mental health person, so I know what that's like. But I wonder, why didn't we have it back in those days? Was it just that you were supposed to be tough and, and just kind of get through it? 
or were we not thinking? But I really could have used a mental health person when I was going through high school. Why, why didn't we have that? I would say I grew up with a mom that would have greatly benefited from having mental health care. And even in that time frame, it was difficult for her to find what she needed. So if the adults and parents are not being able to access the care and get what they need, I don't think that they're even considering the fact that the kids would be able to benefit from that, which would stem into bringing it into the schools so we would have easy access to it. And that's not one more thing put on the parents of somewhere trying to get the kids or get one more thing organized. But why it didn't come into the school at that point, because I would have benefited from it. You would have benefited from it. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm getting a good half of our class would have benefited from it. And I just I don't know if it wasn't a popular enough topic at the time that the school administrators would even consider it. Mm. I, I don't know. It, it's been interesting watching that progress because I have a child that has had to use the mental health availabilities within the school now. And I'm okay. very glad it is there now. But I, I do regret that it, we did not have the ability to have that. So having, having a, a kiddo, you've been able to see the, 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 the socially acceptable part of mental health really evolve because now it's everywhere. And there's, I think there's 10,000 mental health apps now, which a supervisee told me the other day. I couldn't believe it. But also in the school-based system, it's perfectly okay now to get help, isn't it? It's okay. Um, or am I overshooting? I don't know that I can fully answer that because my child um, was very socially awkward. He didn't fit in into a lot of places. So the fact that he was taking these extra services of the therapy and the mental health, I think actually worked against him because I think really? he was getting teased for it. Okay. So he was in a he was in a certain room. He wasn't in the general classroom um, because of some issues. So it wasn't as big of a deal there. But the classes that he was pulled into for the regular classroom, he did get teased quite a bit by the other students that don't need to mm. utilize those uh, those options. Right. So that's crappy. I'm, yeah. That. Yeah, it, I, that part really sucked. The therapist that was working with him was wonderful. He made great mm -hmm. strides. So I have absolutely no complaints about how the program has developed to help the kids. Absolutely. It, it makes me angry that your, your kid had to go through that, though. Um, yeah. Because here I am talking about how great it is, and you're giving me an example of where, you know, it's not always so great. Well, I mean, the effects of it were wonderful. They were great. But kids are going to be kids. I mean, it doesn't matter what happens. You're going to get picked on. I mean, that's that's a part of elementary and high school, no matter yeah, what we do. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? It is. Well, at least it was for me. I won't speak for every kid that's ever graduated high school. But do you ever compare your experience to your kiddo's experience? I do. Yeah. Okay. There are some similarities. There are. 
and I did spend a lot of time with a therapist myself when he was getting into it because I laid down a lot of the things that I had concerns about, that he had concerns about, what direction was this going to go. I mean, mm. I just, I wasn't sure having full counseling within a school setting was going to be comparable to having an actual in-office therapist dedicated type appointment. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, pulling a kid out of class for 20 minutes and then sending them back versus, you know, 45-minute dedicated appointment. Yeah. It, it did what it needed to do, and I'm glad the service was there. And I think we would have benefited from something even simple like that in our years. I, I totally agree. You know, I'm, I'm happy we're on the same page. I didn't know we would be completely, but I'm glad we are. Uh, I remember when Columbine happened in, in 99. I'm, I'm sure you remember that. And mm -hmm. I, I never got to a point that I remember where I was thinking, yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do something stupid. But you sort of can relate in some ways to I've been through that road where I've been teased and humiliated and made to feel like crap. Um, and, and I wonder again, what pulled me through it? Uh, I, I think my thing, Jennifer, was retreat. I don't want to hurt anybody. I just want to get the hell out of there. And, and so my thing was just how, how quickly can I make that happen? But then I wonder too, if it didn't build up some resilience in us maybe, uh, because I, I, I think again, some students do have it tougher. Well, I don't think that, I absolutely know that. Right. That's sort of the unwritten rule of school. When I, when I did my mental health work at one of the local schools in Minnesota, and this is really interesting, I remember I was talking to the principal and we both agreed, you could walk through a lunchroom and you could tell which kids were popular and which ones weren't at a glance. And I thought, that's really interesting and it's so, so true. And I was really honored that I worked with a lot of the kids that were outcasts or, or kids who came from really horrible backgrounds. So I almost felt like in my case, I could give back something that was taken from, from me. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that was really, really, really good. In terms of your experience in high school, did it, did it help at all? Or was it just a completely shitty experience? What was it like for you? It wasn't the greatest. There were some events within my family that happened my sophomore year. Um, being a small town, it created a lot of issues for me, even though it was reflective of my parents. Right. Um, I wasn't popular to begin with, and it got really worse. So I can say getting out of there was great. I didn't actually leave town for a few more years. Um, and I still go back almost once a month, but, um, that's right. I have, I have very low self-esteem. I don't do well in crowds. I have extreme anxiety. Um, mm. if I don't do something exactly right, I have panic attacks over being a perfectionist. Um, acceptance i i just always hang back i don't have friends because i don't reach out because there never was the acceptance in high school i was never accepted mm. into a lot of the groups of schools it's it's really affected how i'm able to make 
friends and deal with relationships in my life. So, so can I, can I ask you a reflective question? Sure. And it's getting me emotional. So what's it like to sit with me almost 30 years later and kind of talk about this? I actually considered us, us to be very good friends. Um, I am actually comfortable yes. talking to you. I have no problem sharing this stuff with you. Um, we did share a lot of similar experiences and had a lot of the same feelings and issues with some of the other classmates and such. So... Yeah, I'm actually enjoying doing this and getting some of it out in the air. I appreciate you asking me to do it. Yeah, ab absolutely. It's it's very different. It's it's almost surreal, you know, to be to be talking to you. And I and I didn't know how I would respond, but it's you know, you're such a good person and you know, that really resonates. You know, you're you're very kind. And I I don't want to come across as somebody that that feel sorry for you because I don't feel sorry for anybody. You know, Matt, that's just how I am. It's like, you know what? Life sucks sometimes. It does. But I have a lot of, it does. But I can resonate with you because my self-esteem is also very low. I just hide it really well. And I, and I think for a lot of us, that's what, that's what we do. People say, oh, you're so confident you can do all these things. Well, yeah, that's because you don't know my internal dialogue. Exactly. Right? Which says you suck. You were not likable at a certain point in your life. And so it's really mm -hmm. interesting how that sort of inner part of you can be hidden. And a lot of times people don't pick up on it. Sometimes they do, but so often they don't. Yes. I agree. What's the worst stuff your inner dialogue tells you? Uh, well, I'm extremely <laughs> bipolar, so I get really, really, really low. I mean, okay. there's been... There's been nights that it's a miracle I'm still sitting here. So, so and I, yeah, and that that's pretty hard to admit, but there are. I mean, there have been low points, and there have been points even further down than that. And I don't know how I crawled out of some of them, but I did, and I hold on to the fact that. I am able to be successful. It just is not a every time case. <laughs> so some some days you slide back a little bit. Is what yes. You're saying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and I and I do too. I got to play. So you're talking about yeah, you're you're talking about the depths of depression where it gets it gets to that place of. I, I would guess emptiness and and uh, and it's a very lonely feeling. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. with my family schedule and stuff, I live in a travel trailer two hundred on two hundred acres, twenty miles from any town. I go to town once a week. Four to five days out of the week, I don't see another human being. Mm. So I mean, whether I am in a constant state of depression whether that's just I'm a, that severe of an introvert, I don't know. But I just don't do well around people, and I don't know if that's also still a result of the upbringing in the high school and all that. So that's just, yeah. So 
You remember grade school at all? <laughs> Do I what? Do you remember grade school? Um, vaguely. Few okay. things. I, I have this weird memory where I can remember grade school really well a lot of moments. And I don't know, people tell me I'm weird because of all the strange crap I can remember. But I remember grade school being a little better. It was a little more innocent to me. At least that's how it felt. And maybe that's just me getting nostalgic when I look at class photos. Like, oh, there's Jennifer. There's, there's whoever, you know. And you, you sort of get those warm fuzzies. So maybe it wasn't quite like that. And maybe that's everybody, too. Maybe some of those years are just more innocent. But I don't know. From what you do remember, do you see it that way? Or, or was it not as innocent for you? Um... Grade school was fine. Grade school was pretty innocent. And middle school was pretty good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, well, we started hitting ninth, 10th grade. I mean, eight, I don't think eighth grade was even that bad, even though they'd moved us to the high school. They pretty right, much mostly right. left us alone. So, yeah, once we got ninth, 10th grade was when I think a lot of it started happening. Do you ever tell anybody? Do you, do you ever say to anybody, I'm just depressed as hell? And uh, I don't know what to do with myself. Frequently, because hmm. with the bipolar mood swings and stuff, I have such violent mood swings mm -hmm. that when it goes mm -hmm. one way or another and I'm feeling it, I try to give everybody a heads up because it's like, you're going to mm -hmm. have to give me space. I'm like, if you're yeah. going to get in my face with all this. So, yeah, I do have to give warnings and feel it coming. Gotcha. So back back in the day, I, I I never would have guessed you were as depressed as you were, and you probably you probably know I was depressed as I was. I'm or, again, I, I just don't think again it came out, but um, yeah, we were both pretty depressed, weren't we? We were. I had crappy high school years. Crappy. If 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 you could go back and 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 change any of it, do you think you would? I don't know, because a lot of it wasn't necessarily things that were directly reflected of me or things I had done. It was mm -hmm. outside sources that came in to shape how I was treated, which in turn shaped a lot of my thinking and personality. So... Mm -hmm. That's a hard question and because I don't know, I don't think I would change necessarily my stuff, but the stuff that impacted how that changed me, I would. I know that was a really messed up answer. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It's, it's probably better than the answer I'm going to give you, which is um, I, I, would have, I would like to go back and present myself more bravely. You know, I'd, I'd like to be yeah. able to look at everybody that I felt was dismissive of me and say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be just fine. Yes. But, but hindsight sort of grants us, you know, the ability to think about that. We just, we just can't do it. Right. 
I think there, you know, and, and, the, and the thing about this is, and again, and I, and I appreciate your openness. I, you know, I, I never know how open people are going to be. And so to me, it's just a tremendous honor that we can, again, share some pain together because this brings up a lot of pain in me, too, just thinking about it. So I'm, I'm just very appreciative. But suicide's very common among teens these days. Very common. Yes. You know, it's, it's uh, and, and you, you know this. I had, a, um, had one that was very close. Really? Okay. So you're face first. You, you, you get it. You, you totally get it. Uh, I don't know if we had it better or worse, but I, but I think the social media aspect, and this has been researched pretty extensively, it's not a good thing. And, and, I, and I wonder what it would have been like for us if we would have had our experience within all the social media, Twitter and TikTok and all the other stuff. Because you can do that in such a way where there's some anonymity to it. Uh, not that everybody does it that way. But I wonder how much worse that would be. A lot of kids tell me about it. Uh, it can just, it can, you know, there are families that move out of the area, out of the state because of the social media bullying. So I sometimes think about that. Maybe I didn't have it so bad. I know it's relative. But do you ever think about that? How much different or worse it would have been? I think our class would have been a nightmare if we would have yeah. had social media. I, I really am. I mean, just the stuff that flew around word of mouth was bad right. enough that if they started right. getting, had the access to, that would have scared the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I, I don't think I would have went back. I, I really don't. I think, I think that might have been it. Uh, let's, let's, yeah, let's get out forever. Um, so yeah. I am kind of glad about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that that didn't happen. So let me tell you how I manage my depression these days. So I'm, um, like you, I've got a big imagination. I, I went to a, a big convention out here in Minot, comic book, sci-fi, fantasy, all that. I'm really into those things. Yes. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a gamer. Yeah, I'm a total nerd. But I also, being a mental health professional, I do presentations, and I'm really trying to build a career where I do presentations and talk to people. For some reason, that's restorative to me. I, I think sharing knowledge and wisdom with people, that's one way that I, I really help heal myself. And it's tough because it's easy for me to say some days, people are so cruel. People are so mean and, and horrible and nasty. And I guess for me, Jennifer, part of it is I haven't lost hope yet in, in humanity. I mean, there, there are days it's easy to come close to that. But I, I, I tend to think if you can get people one-on-one -on -one and just allow them to be vulnerable, that's what I do in therapy, obviously, but you, you can really get to you know, the soul of somebody, so to speak, um, and, and you can find something good in them. Not, not everybody, but I haven't quite lost hope yet. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. We and, need more of those. I totally agree. And I, I don't know if we're going in that direction or not, but I think I think com compassion's a huge part of it, and I've struggled with that too. Do you do you find yourself healing though in some ways too, uh, with what you struggle with? Has any part of you healed from what you went through? Um, probably some small pieces. I do start or deal with a lot of them on a regular basis. I, I really do. Um, yeah. 
I've traded the bipolar and such. I have never really gotten into an actual therapist program with a therapist. I tried a couple times. It didn't work out. The methods they were trying just wasn't working. And I've never actually went back to that because I'm gonna, I can handle it myself. And I'm thinking maybe I'm learning not the case. (laughs) So I need to I need to get myself straightened out a little more and deal some of those past issues. I told you, I see a therapist and I think everybody in mental health should. Well, I think almost everybody should because it it doesn't take much to get somebody to help you just look at you and say, you know what, you might be missing something here. You might be missing a deal. Maybe we should hate everybody, right? There's a different way to look at it. And and so for, for me, that's been healing too. Yeah. And it's tough because we do get stuck in the ways we see things and there is a part of me that will probably always be this extremely unlikable high school kid that was forgotten about. I mean, there will always probably exist that part in me. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe, maybe, maybe that's not a bad thing, Jennifer. Maybe I can, I can just hold that kind of sacred. But I don't know if certain things ever fully get healed, no matter how much therapy we do. Right. I think there are some, some wounds that are so deep. And rejection is one of the most powerful human experiences we can feel. It is. Yeah. Yes. 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 And I've experienced it a lot. I have too. I really have. That's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. It's a very difficult one. And so hard. To, you know, yeah, go ahead. And hard go to ahead. come back from. It takes months and months and months. At least in and my maybe it takes, and, may, and maybe it takes a lifetime. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so here, here's my little secret. Even reaching out to you, my first thought is, why would she want to come do this? I mean, that's the kind of thought process I have. Who, who am I to this person that I haven't seen in 29 years? But, but that's the wound speaking. And, you know, why, why would anybody want to know me? <laughs> and people, people, people can say, oh, you're so great. But I'm thinking, why? Why? I feel that very strongly as well. Really? Yes. Yeah. So, again, we're sitting here talking about some really painful stuff. But, but I feel like, for me, this is really good, too, because I, I knew that we had a similar experience and we lived, you know, we, we lived in the same town for 18, 20 years. I mean, it's, it's rare to reconnect with people like that when you haven't seen them in so long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, driving back through Reedsport this last summer, I was reminded, first of all, it looks so different to me, Jennifer. I mean, it, it I, and I know with the mills closing down, the economy really took a hit, but it's like, no matter how different it looked, it was the same, you know, it, it, it was, it still, Drove by my old house, nothing changed. My house on Ranch Road, you know where that's at, right? Yep. Right by the bridge. Looks exactly the same. I don't think they've changed the paint since like 1974. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So so that that was that was kind of neat. But everything else, uh, it, it's different, but the same. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I do go down on so, a regular basis just because I need a pizza. Those catch-all pizzas. Remember those? Pretty good. Oh. Yes. And the big feet. Can't forget the big feet. 
Yeah. So yeah, I, I, uh, when I, when I was last down there, um, it was my second to last day and I, I decided to go out to Smith river, you know, take, um, uh, the highway out there. I forget which highway that is not 38. And then I stopped at the sugar shack. They did not have the Bigfoots that day. Oh, I, I got there oh. too late, but, but they had, they had the buttermilk donuts. Oh yeah. And, and I bought like just a dozen of those. <laughs> and, then, and then anything looked colorful. I just said I'll I'll take that too. But that was that was kind of a nice way to come back and yes. and, and share the the experience, um, and that that will be very meaningful. So when I get back out there next time, we will definitely connect. Yes. But this last trip was yeah. I just I wanted some alone time, and I and I got it. Did I tell you we went down to the redwoods too? Oh really? They're so beautiful. Yeah, they are. And I hadn't been there in, oh gosh, since like 1988. So it's been a long time. And see, where I, where I live now, you know, we don't, we don't have anything like Oregon does. That's why I'm insanely jealous of you. Because you get, first of all, you get a wonderful valley. You get a coast. You get the Oregon, you know, desert, the high desert over in the east. I mean, in North Dakota, we have plains. We have plains. <laughs> <laughs> Although the, the northern badlands are pretty nice, but uh, I'll just go on being insanely jealous of you, okay? <laughs> on Facebook, I, take I, care of the sunset off my backyard. You'll really be jealous. I, okay, I'll, I'll check it out. I want to say before we, um, we start to wrap it up, anybody that watches tonight that is going through a difficult high school experience or went through a difficult high school experience... Thank you for watching and know that it's okay to ask for help. It's, it's such a cliche thing to say, but it is okay to ask for help. And, and that's a tough one for me too, because I, I tend to feel incompetent if I can't solve my own problems. But I've learned the hard way that you, you can't go through life like that because it will build and it will build. And sometimes a new perspective is what's needed. So I think you and I can teach that to people tonight. And as vulnerable as you were, I think people will benefit from that too, because that took some courage tonight to share the emotion with me. And it just meant a lot, meant a lot to me. Good. Glad I could help. I'm, I'm glad you are too, uh, or did too. And we will keep in touch and, and I value you so much. And thank you for being such a, a great friend, even though we hadn't seen each other in a long time. Friendship sort of uh, finds a way to exist even outside of timelines. They do. They seem to keep going no matter what. They certainly do. I hope you have a great Halloween. It's not too soon to wish you that, is it? <laughs> I'm already working on two costumes, so I'm good to go. <laughs> that's, that's so awesome. I, I wish you success. And let me see them when you're done, okay? Okay. All right. This has been The Dark Side of Therapy with Jennifer Hinch Woodworth, good friend of mine, class of 94. You take care. And uh, again, if you like this video, please hit like, please subscribe. Uh, we have more great content on the way. Thank you.